All right. Everybody strapped in. Ready to roll. Oh, yeah. I was saying we're about to do a restaurant quality level podcast. Like, this isn't, it's not going to taste like mom's home cooking podcast. It's going to taste like Gordon Ramsay brewed this one up special. Yeah. This is one of those, those street stands that has like half a Michelin star. It's not official or anything. But yeah. <laughs> Can you get half a Michelin star? No, you can't. And that's how you know it's good because they're lying to you. And the great <laughs> chef always lies. But it's the, it's the drive. Yeah. They yeah. Ha- they're on the grind set. Like this podcast for it. <laughs> we have half a Peabody here and we have half yeah. of a. Uh, macarthur genius grant which they give you the 20 bucks to make your podcast <laughs> we got we got a lot of hats. yeah they they developed a new uh, award for podcasts specifically which we won mm-hmm. and it means we got six thousand dollars our new uh our new grift is going to be a uh, a one of those like gentrification mobile food trucks that like mm-hmm. moves into the neighborhood and you know your rent's going up and they just serve like microwaved crap but when they turn that square reader like thing around the mm-hmm. only options are to tip 40 percent, 60 percent, or 80 <laughs> percent <laughs> and they're like well it must be good it costs five it costs ten dollars well i mean like let's do a thought experiment can you come up with like a food cart or a food truck or even just like a small street side business that would make the rent values go down like mm. a like crack a cash van. only <laughs> yeah, a crack house. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. a gun store uh, yeah. but like not a legal gun store mm-hmm. i was gonna say like a cash only bologna sandwich stand. <laughs> yeah that might get the rent down if it has bit. to yeah. serve food you're saying oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A food oh yeah store. it has oh. a strict only sweatpants dress code policy you gotta yeah. be wearing stained sweatpants to come you in. have to be wearing nike slides <laughs> yeah. to go there Welcome to my soup cart, uh, you know, soup, $3, loose cigarette, a dollar. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, no any, like, shoes, no shirt, uh, no problem. But <laughs> if you're to the not soup wearing service. jogger pants, we gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was pretty hard. It's funny because like you, I was going to say fishmonger, but mm-hmm. uh, oh, nice. Chinatown is full of those. And I don't think the rent has gone down anytime. I doubt it used it's to be there. cheap to live in Chinatown. But, it used uh, to be. You could drive for the, that. You used to be able to drive the rent down with the smell of fish. Not anymore. <laughs> now they charge changed. you extra. Now people pay good money for the smell of fish. Yeah. <laughs> is this Tucker Carlson? Now I'm walking around my neighborhood. All I smell is fish. Who is eating this? <laughs> it's not my white friends. Maybe it's immigrants. <laughs> did you wait, wait? Did you see the clip of Tucker Carlson uh, talking about the M and M's? Oh my god! I the, got the terrible deja vu or, watching or like a, it because it's like hasn't this happened a couple times already? I gotta play the, one, the green M M&M and M. There's a new one because I remember the old M&M. one, right? Where he's like, so it's gotten to the point you wouldn't want to have a drink with any of them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Her shoes are less sexy. He's doing it again. Okay. He's doing it again. Yeah. Is and there another M and M? There's a purple one. Yeah. Here, do you is have she, the clip? Is she new or is she? Why just, is this guy obsessed with M and M's? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, who's following Eminem news? It's it's I, apparently like a big like right wing freak out. Like I was just seeing a tweet from Minion Death Cult that like a year ago they did an episode about like the female Eminems that everyone's really mad about. No, I remember. Are ready, we did, ready for this? Yeah, yeah. yeah, play it. Woke Eminems have returned. The green Eminem got her boots back, but apparently is now a lesbian, maybe. And there's also a plus sized obese purple Eminem. So we're Fat gonna cover Eminem. that, of course, because that's what we do. 
woke. That's what we do. The resignation in his voice when he says, because that's what we do. Like, he knows that he's just chasing to the bottom, like, trying to find the bottom of the barrel trends. Like, next week, he'll be like, we've just been we, we've just been informed the Keebler elves are a thruple. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like uh, he, he's got to be getting his programming from, like, a writing staff, right? So, Maybe you think that when they give him, like, writing stuff like topics that he's like mm-hmm. oh, I gotta fucking talk about the gay M&M's again <laughs> <laughs> you know honestly I wouldn't be surprised Wait, okay. I want to read yeah, you yeah. a little something I was like just that. gonna bring this up this yeah. is a CNN article the, a CNN article the CNN, a CNN business article this called what's going M&M's on new packaging is causing business. a stir and it says uh, the packs come in three options milk chocolate peanut butter and peanut mm-hmm. uh, the all female pack quickly sparked quote-unquote culture wars outrage on right-wing news networks <laughs> and on social media. One Fox anchor said the feminist forward pack emboldens China. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, okay. This has got to be a native if, ad. If the candy yeah. are women, China wins. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this, is, this is the perfect native ad, right? Because you, you have to assume that, like, you know, the 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 wor- I thought the worst uh, and most obvious native <laughs> ad was like the Joker movie, how they were like, this is going to cause mass shootings. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's gone downhill since then. Mm-hmm. I think I genuinely believe that the candy companies are now paying the like right wing media outlets to do culture war stories about the M&Ms so that one libs will buy them because it's uh it's because it means you're a good person. And mm-hmm. two, yeah. conservatives will still buy M&M's. No one cares. No one actually cares yeah, about M&M's this. M&M's taste good. You ever watch like a, a movie or TV show, somebody smokes a cigarette and you want a fucking cigarette more yeah, than the, anything else in life? Yeah, every time. every day. Yeah. Yeah, even, <laughs> even if you're like outraged that the M&M's are in a polycule, you see those M&M's, you want M&M's. Yeah, I'm not mm. going to let the terrorists win. <laughs> I'm going to eat the fucking peanut butter M&M because I'm a fat-ass American. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's right. the only thing that makes sense because if you just saw these M&M's in a vacuum, so for anyone who hasn't seen the packaging, it has there's a package that's only the lady M&M's and they're upside mm-hmm. down because they're supporting women that are flipping the status quo, much like these M&M's are flipped upside down. If you see that in a vacuum, you're like, wow. That's stupid that's and pandering. Stupid. <laughs> but then when you're like Tucker Carlson thinks it's bad, so maybe it actually is good to push the envelope. <laughs> it's like you need you need the right wing pushback to actually make your like vapid signaling. Yeah, Tucker like Carlson is on the payroll of big Mars candy. <laughs> <laughs> big chocolate. Yeah, I, do, I do feel like there's an element of it where it's just the weaponization of that old tweet where it's like, Twitter's the only place where a well-articulated sentence can get misinterpreted. Right, you could say, waffles. I like pancakes, and someone will say, so you hate waffles? No, that's a whole new sentence. What are you talking about? <laughs> and that's like they've realized that those kind of interactions where somebody says something and then somebody's like, Oh, so you want Putin to win is actually like the fastest way to get a bunch of hate clicks and regular clicks on something. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's yeah, it's, it's outrage advertising, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it's a native ad. You could just be like here at Lexus. We think that that gay people deserve to have a gun and then, <laughs> and then yeah. just be like that's gonna go viral i guess people are talking about lexus we're now racist against anyone who's not non-binary figure out what that means <laughs> <laughs> wasn't there that yeah there, there was like a billboard ad a while back that was like uh 
we don't support racism. If you don't buy our product, you're racist. <laughs> yeah, there's a certain level of like art, I think, to figuring out a sentence that is so infuriating that it makes people want to share it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have very little respect for the people who are good at it, but it is a little bit of an art. <laughs> well, it, there's like there are people who are good at it, and then there are people who are so good at it that they can do it in a way where you know it's a joke, and that's literally just drill. That's just yeah, how drill no. tweets. I, well, yeah. I think yeah. drill doesn't really make people mad. That's like more of a Don Hughes thing. Yeah, Don mm. Hughes oh, sure. is a master. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's really, really good at that. Yeah, he is yeah. really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being really good at things, welcome to Beep Beep Lettuce, Hello. everybody. Hello. It's the 200th main episode. Isn't that crazy? That We've is We've been doing crazy. this show for 200 weeks, give or take. <laughs> what is that? That doesn't seem like enough. It's like four years. Oh, yeah. It's like four years. Yeah. <laughs> it always seems cool. like there's more weeks in a year. <laughs> yeah. Only 52. Yeah. It feels like there's infinite until you're like, wow, year's half over. Yeah, and it's only been 25 or yeah, and seven, six. Four. We're only two fucking weeks into 2023, and uh, it already killed Jeff Beck. I'm pretty upset about this. Mm. Yeah, I am going to be honest. I don't really know who this he is. Had, he had bacterial <laughs> meningitis. Yeah, he contracted it like really suddenly. He should have ate the women M&Ms. He would have had bacterial women <laughs> meningitis. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. That's, yeah, that's, they, that's how they're marketing it now. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Don't be like Jeff. Eat a woman today. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff Beck uh, is a guitar player for, he used to be in the Yardbirds. Dragon mm-hmm. Force. Which is, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is an old band. They were like uh, an incubator for famous guitar players, though. Like Jimmy Page was also mm-hmm. Clapton. In that band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy sucked. Yeah, was well, Clapton in the Yardbirds? Yeah, yeah, I, he sucks. <laughs> that, that was a question I went to trivia bar trivia the other night, and uh, and I got that one wrong. I was like, <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, you I know everybody wasn't? was in the Yardbirds, but I didn't think Clapton was. <laughs> I thought Clapton was just in Cream. I wouldn't have known that until I looked it up. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought too. It's so weird that Clapton was in Cream because Cream was like kind of a good band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that White Room song. That song's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love all the old like Jeff Beck stuff. Like one of my friends on Facebook was pointing out that when it was really convenient for a lot of guitar players to cash in on like radio friendly, big hit pop, Jeff Beck went the other way and released a slew of like tripped out kind of proggy like jazz fusion records and they fucking whip if you've never sat down with blow by blow and wired they're like two of the best albums of all time they're so good oh my god that sounds awesome that's a crazy thing to say but i'll check it out yeah Yeah, i'm on board it sounds like when miles davis was doing weird jazz fusion and people were like what the fuck is this shit at the time and then later (laughs) we're like oh some of the best jazz albums ever well that's like the stories you hear about jeff beck is like he would play shows and like not that many people would show up, but you would go there and you would see like Jimmy Hendrix walking around. And mm. it's like, oh, okay, mm. I see. He's the guitarist's guitarist. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, 
Yeah, like, like uh, with us, you know, the podcast, we're your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. <laughs> you probably haven't heard of us, but someone you listen to definitely has. We're sort of the, <laughs> the Jeff Beck of podcasting, if you will. By yeah. which I mean we're all going to die of bacterial meningitis. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Not meningitis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not me. I'm pounding the M&Ms. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're the Bill Hicks of podcasts. Yeah, we put on a live show. It's not sold out, but you better bet your ass. Jed Abumrad and uh, what's his name uh, from This American Ira Life. Glass. Ira Glass is there. <laughs> I forgot his name, okay? I haven't thought about him in a while. Yeah. Just the you should, you should sleepiest have done... voices known to man. <laughs> hey, America. This is Ira. Welcome back to BP Plattis. Today they're smoking weed. <laughs> What kind of weed are they smoking? Part two. (laughs) We'll start in a sleepy town in Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love them. I used to listen to so much fucking NPR as a kid, and uh, I, I I loved it back then because it made me feel smart. And then uh, now that I'm an adult, I hate it because I can tell it's supposed to make you feel smart, mm-hmm. but definitely not supposed to make you smart. <laughs> you should have done you should have done deeper cuts like uh, Rishi Kesh Herway and Chandrai Kumanika. Mm, sure, <laughs> I would yeah. listen to NPR because uh, you know if I was like driving in New York City, it would be the only thing that you could like um, you know listen to if like all the other radios are on commercial or whatever. And uh, I, it would just make me so angry because I couldn't, they couldn't hear me because I'd be like <laughs> that. That's okay. Stop rehabbing Ronald Reagan. You pieces of shit. I would be, oh it would work me into a fucking fury <laughs> at some of the store. Like some of their like feel good stories are like about yeah, like sure. this impoverished, like, uh, you know, third world nation allowed NGOs into their, into their uh, economy, and now everybody gets a ThinkPad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I remember there was like a certain point in listening to This American Life where y- you would be like, okay, they're going to cover this fairly and interestingly, and then it would just be like, and now let's hear from the CIA. <laughs> it's like, what? Why? Yeah. Both sides. You got to hear both sides. <laughs> oh, I remember This American Life did, a, did one where it was like, um, it was like a two-parter or a three-parter of like, uh, interviews from a refugee camp. Okay. And it was just like this, just like, just documenting absolute human misery that would be abs, like very easily taken care of if they just housed these people. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like, let's hear what, how bad it is. And it just felt like really gross and reveling mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm, and yeah. it was just like, what what could possibly be done for the Yeah, we, we sat down to talk about <laughs> solutions with James Milligan from Northrop Grumman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh it's it's torture porn like uh like for some reason like it's kind right. of like how uh you know people like true crime, right? Like true crime, mm-hmm. you hear about how somebody got brutally murdered and then like the the sidekick of the true po- crime podcast is like, "Ew, that's so gross. Oh my <laughs> goodness, that's that's awful." But NPR is basically that for like global politics. Right. Yeah. God, yeah, that is so accurate. It's like this thing where you sort of feel like you're a good person for listening to it mm-hmm. still because Well, cuz you're being informed. You're like being informed and you're like empathizing cuz it is yeah. framed ostensibly around like, well, these are things that are bad and we don't want to glorify it and we want to like talk about why it's bad. 
But then it never like talks about how to make it end. Why is it happening? Yeah, honestly, I, I bet some true crime podcasts talk about that more than NPR, to be fair. There's probably some that are like, <laughs> by the way, cops are bad and the cops clearly mishandled this case. NPR sure, is going to yeah. say that shit. It's so funny because trying to project like what's going to happen in the future is never off limits. Like they're always able to do that. But just like you said, Bryn, like why is it happening? Going backwards to determine the source of these things, they never ever do it and if they do pretend to do it they zero in on somebody and they tell their fucking life story Mm -hmm. like they're a character from a novelette Mm. yeah yeah and and, and it's (laughs) like i don't know maybe the material reasons for this conflict or this famine or this you know ethnic cleansing or whatever don't really have a lot to do with who this random person's favorite teacher was when they were 14 years old <laughs> <laughs> yeah it always is that kind of bullshit too yeah. it's, uh, it's ass vapid nonsense. storytelling with uh, no solutions mm-hmm. right well, it's, it's really a writer's workshop bullshit yes. yeah mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is yeah yeah, yeah. and i hate it so well, spe- it's, speaking it's of very something hard that, to listen to now something that might turn up at the iowa writer's workshop uh <laughs> <laughs> By apparently Joe Biden was hiding a bunch of <laughs> secret classified documents, which is, I guess, the thing that they um, just print out for you Trump's and let you leave the for. White House with. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, uh, doing it. You know, I, I never liked Trump, but I will say this. He knew how to set a trend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Where we he all goes, say others follow. We say things like you love to see it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know. <laughs> Tremendous, and, you know, and, uh, and, 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 I, and I, secret documents. I never liked Joe Biden either, but I'll say this about him: he knows how to follow a trend. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely uh, knows how to follow. So the the Republicans right now have their um, the Republicans. They they have their um, Russia Gate thing, right? They finally got the yeah, Hunter yeah. Biden they, laptop they always wanted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got something behind it the first time we were like we have hunter biden laptop at home (laughs) (laughs) we already knew this guy was kind of a scumbag it's fine we don't really care what are the documents though i i have basically zero understanding of what they don't they're classified they they said something it says it uh like so it says cnn previously reported the initial batch discovered when Biden's attorneys were packing files at his former private office, the batch contained 10 classified <laughs> documents, including U.S. intelligence materials and briefing memos oh, about no. Ukraine, Iran, and the United Kingdom. So probably some made up bullshit about how, how like Iran is building a nuke because someone told It probably someone, says Iran has never tried to build a nuke and never has. That's why they want to cover uh, it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he just like took it home because he didn't think it mattered at all. Or, yeah. or it's I, probably just the instructions to a Lego set that he stuffed in his pockets after they gave him some busy work <laughs> in the Oval Office. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to admit that they're not actually anything classified at all. Yeah, so he had some, I guess he had like a think tank before because Joe Biden needs to get in a tank to think about stuff. Uh, <laughs> He had like a private office that they had some at. And then I guess because they found those, they were like looking all over for other ones. And he had some in a box inside a garage at like one of his houses, I think in Delaware. Um, And apparently reporters were asking him why he was keeping them in like a box next to a sports car. And he's like, well, come on. It's a locked garage. It's not like I was sitting out on the street. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also like, how how did they get discovered when his own personal attorneys were doing something? Like, did his own attorneys discover them i don't understand He's got the, language the worst in this fucking article. attorneys <laughs> <laughs> i think he just yeah it, it is funny like i feel like the cnn article is like going out of its way like it sort of reminds me of the like cop uh passive voice talk mm. where it just is like it's really long and it feels like i get almost no information from it it's like 
I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, the, the article is written from the perspective of the classified documents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's I, I it, like I said, it's going to be the new Russia Gate thing. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Republicans are going to spend four years, or I guess, well, it's twenty twenty three. So they're going to spend the next year um, trying whatever they can to do probes and investigations. And uh, this is kind of what why our government is is extremely dysfunctional, right? You have a Democrat-controlled Senate and a Republican-controlled Congress. You have, I think, mostly right-wing justices on the Supreme Court, and you have mm-hmm. a... I think they're liberal, all right-wing. Uh, you, yeah. have a, you have a liberal... <laughs> Like, I'm talking within the Overton window. <laughs> right. Sure. And then you have the Green Party shadow government secretly <laughs> pulling the strings. And then you have the <laughs> the real libertarian overlords who have their hand up the, the puppet government of the Greens. But mm-hmm. my point being that, like, uh, have you guys seen what the House Republicans have started uh, doing? They are, they're writing, like... Um, they're planking. They're, they're writing Santa wishlist <laughs> re- legislation. They're uh-huh. they're doing. Uh, oh, no. They wrote a bill to defund the IRS. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, fuck yeah. We literally last episode we talked about how, uh, you know, eighty billion dollars went towards making sure that like a hundred thousand new IRS agents go after poor people who claimed the earned income tax credit and like the child tax credit. Yeah, but, but when, when the Republicans also, say they're going to get rid of the IRS, fu- it's grandstanding. <laughs> The Democrats control the Senate. That's what, what, like, what was the point of writing that bill? So, like, Marjorie Taylor Greene can do, like, a press tour and be like, yeah. you know... Uh, it's election jockeying because she's yeah, going to exactly. be the VP candidate this year. <laughs> oh, that's going to be so fucking fun. <laughs> that's going to rule so mean, hard. Her the and real Ron question DeSantis, is, is maybe? it going to be DeSantis Green or is it going to be Trump Taylor Green? Mm. Mm-hmm. Trump I don't think Trump's running. You think he's getting too 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 bored with it? I don't no, think Trump's he's running. Really he filed interested. the campaign paperwork. Yeah, but really? so did okay. Kanye for like the billionth time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Kanye's running either. <laughs> Probably not. I'm still going to vote for him. I think he's got too much. <laughs> we got. We have to. That's right. It's it's, uh, it's from the bet <laughs> that we made. <laughs> <laughs> a bet. Yeah, to vote for Kanye. Oh, okay. Did we make I a didn't... bet about that? No, I'm just kidding. No. Oh, I'm I'm going <laughs> to vote for him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Pretty good president. We, he has the most coherent politics of any of them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, correct. Sometimes you just need. <laughs> sometimes you just need a really different racist option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like some, these two just aren't cutting it. <laughs> well, at least at least it'll, at least will be surprising. Yeah, how about a racist <laughs> for the rest of us? <laughs> how about a black racist? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, about, I want diversity ready. in my Nazis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for him to issue a bunch of beautiful, dark, twisted executive orders. <laughs> 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 but get ready for this to be a, a preview of uh, the government for the next uh, several years. Well, that's and the thing about that's the, that's the thing about the upcoming election is 2023 being a big old election year really snuck up on me because it seems like previously everything was already in swing. Like everybody was speculating, everyone's like, "Who's going to run? Who's going to run?" And now it seems like everybody's just kind of burned out. They're like, "Oh my god, an election again!" <laughs> yeah, we just I had know. COVID. <laughs> we just did the election. I don't know. I, I feel like what's real is that nobody really gives a shit anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like in 2023, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have had multiple years of any sort of energy around like organizing, basically like completely sapped out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, nobody even has 
has even the energy to try and argue online that the DSA is anything. Mm-hmm. Like, does That's it even true. does it even exist to do anything? Yeah, remember, remember, it used to be fun to make fun of the DSA for doing like wacky shit. Well, they don't now even, they like, don't even do anything publicly. Yeah, they just which like, proves that bullying works. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, every so often go. they like elect a Democrat, and they're like, "Look, this person's a Democratic socialist." They, they co-sign a Democrat, and it's yeah. like sometimes you know I know personally one. Uh, one Democrat city council like lady who's nice and like mm-hmm. has good politics, but like who gives a shit? Like no one. I feel like everyone completely understands that that's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody's yeah. really interested in doing anything else. So it just feels like, well, I'm definitely not voting for a Democrat. So yeah. anybody who has any sense of what actually needs to be done in this country to make anything better, uh. So, Bryn, what you're saying is we have no jobs, no cash, and no hope. We have. That's right. <laughs> but uh, uh, to, What's that reference to? <laughs> <laughs> the oldest internet jokes of all time. To add to what Bryn's saying, like, uh, it's also become extremely unfashionable to even acknowledge the existence of a deep state, to acknowledge the use of the, U- the United States intelligence uh, apparatus, the CIA, the FBI, to do illicit you know, not just uh, maintenance of empire, but population, you know, herding and control and psyops. It's it's like you get called a like conspiracy nut job more now than you did five years ago for saying the that. fact that we all know that the CIA killed JFK. Like, is I that feel so? like it, yeah, I, the pendulum been, is swinging back it? in the other direction because the mm-hmm. libs love the FBI and the CIA now. Yeah, I just, I mean, maybe it's in my, I'm just in my bubble or whatever, but I just feel like I've, I've heard more and more people kind of just coming around to understanding like the reality of the fact that like, oh yeah, of, yeah, in, of what in, we live in, and I like in general, in our bubble for sure. Yeah, I don't know, even even like even among like my normie friends in my personal life, like I feel like people are much more. I mean, I'm also comparing it to like. A decade ago, so (laughs) maybe there was a little like hump of like people being like, "Yeah, some stuff is going on," but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) what's going on? What's going on? JFK. We gotta release. They they won't release the documents. (laughs) I feel. I feel like. I feel like it's. I feel like that is one of the reasons that there is so much perceived depression or or like lack of organizing is because more people are realizing that they just kill you mm. like that mm-hmm. you either fight a war or you just post and like most people are just going to post well and also i think they saw <laughs> how many people who were young people you know us some years ago uh who were getting like really politically active and they were like well we probably can't stop them but we can keep. We can make sure that the that the Gen Z kids are are being assaulted a little bit too hard by ideology to mm-hmm. let that kind of slip <laughs> happen again. Because not to be that like '90s kid who's like '90s kids born at a time when we got to experience two different worlds. But like in a, <laughs> in a way, in a way, it is true. Like in the in the transition from an industrial to an information society the facade of normality and and like you know respectability great band it kind (laughs) of slipped a little bit like there were cracks in it and some of us kind of saw through it and i'm not saying there aren't like great boomer and gen z communists i'm sure that there are i'm just saying that like 
we were given a little bit of like an intuitive kind of head start. I, I think, you know, growing up eating breakfast cereal and, and living through like fad after fad, Pokemon, Game Boy, mm-hmm. you know, all of that kind of stuff really like set us up to think about stuff differently. Or I'm just high as shit. Either one of those. Perfectly, <laughs> no, perfectly I, possible. I think you have a point. Yeah, you're onto something, um, yeah. I, I don't like I don't necessarily think that the like Gen Z, the pendulum is swinging back towards like being outwardly reactionary. I think that Gen Z is going to be more apathetic in their young adulthood and like middle age than millennials, which is like crazy because I think that millennials kind of had to step up, right? Because the world was such shit that we were coming into as we came of age. Uh, Gen X was able to be somewhat apathetic and the world that they came up in sort of dictated that. And that same type of apathy, I think, is happening again to Gen Z where there is no hope, no cash, and no jobs, <laughs> and why should they even try? And that uh, is going to affect the ready and willingness uh, of that generation to foment any kind of actual change in the way our society is set up. Isn't it yeah. funny that Gen X was supposed to be like the cool hacker <laughs> slacker generation that changed the paradigm and right. now they're just exactly the same as the boomers? <laughs> every Gen, every Gen you... Xer is just Mencius Moldbug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all that they're all of a fucking monarchist fascist. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that everybody I mean, I think obviously I've said many times that I think generations are bullshit and not really anything you can even like make large statements about i think anybody in america growing up in america is going to just on the whole is just going to be a freak just a uh an american exceptionalist mm-hmm. nutcase mm-hmm. and i mean that includes us to a certain extent like it's hard to look outside of our of what's happening outside of our country because we don't really have access to that much mm-hmm. news or data or or you know, you have to specifically search out like propaganda from other countries like China or whatever to even figure out what's going on there. Um, I don't know. It, it's just a very dark feeling. And I, for me, I, I think that, I don't know, I think I've been accused of being pessimistic, but I don't really feel pessimistic. I just feel like I don't, not, I, there's, I don't see any, any, cultural or societal push to be changing the 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 structure of american power at mm. this moment unless it comes from another capitalist country um sort of taking away some of that power but we still have nukes yeah so the, I, the, the levers <laughs> of power are very well protected i was gonna say earlier john when you were saying they're sort of like blasting gen z with a lot more ideology it also feels like a sort of just general byproduct of all the like price gouging disguised Mm -hmm. as inflation going on currently which is just like a general trend i think they probably got a little spooked during the pandemic when everyone got free money and people were just like had a weight lifted all off their shoulders could finally breathe like if that happened to enough americans then like a lot more stuff not even saying people would start like arming themselves with pitchforks and like going to city hall but there's just like so much stuff people would start questioning and like asking even is city hall (laughs) and start asking about and i feel like tightening the screws on everyone who doesn't make six figures, you know, or even high six figures. If you just kind of like push everyone into the grindstone a little more and then Gen Z ends up having to watch a bunch of like 
hustle and grind TikToks and not like <laughs> yeah. communist TikToks. You just kind of push everyone into an individual like survival that they have to chase all the time instead of any kind of like greater political ambition. Well, the yeah. the, the inflation is the is the uh, end goal, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, monetary policy is basically designed um, around uh, minimizing class mobility, mm-hmm. right? Because like if you... It's on the floor. It's like, so the ideologues blame printing $1,200 checks and giving them to people, but like 60% of trillion that... trillion dollar coin. 60% of that stimulus was handed to uh like huge corporations to defense contractors mm-hmm. yeah. to subsidies of industry like the vast majority of the money did not go to like uh, Joe Blow who blew his $1200 on like you know uh a, a new PS4 and then groceries right like No Joe Blow had to they, pay his fucking they... had to pay his fucking rent with that money and it went to the ruling class too just with an extra step <laughs> that's yeah. who they want to blame uh, the inflation is not is also not just a result of the massive subsidies. Uh, like if you like a, we had a period of very low interest rates. So you basically had a period of very cheap free money mm-hmm. uh, for financial institutions. And they're going to implement mandatory austerity measures on you without your consent or without, uh, you know, properly attributing the causes and it's going to be another fucking vicious cycle. <laughs> we always step do that. Step one, raise the interest rates. Step two, the IMF produces AI-generated YouTube videos featuring <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> and Elsa. Like, like the, the World step Economic Forum is, is meeting right now and discussing basically just ways to turn you into a fucking like, uh, like media and chemical addicted slave. And if you even mention that, uh, like, all right, Todd, but what's new? What are they doing lately? You're telling me the WEF is meeting right now and I didn't know? The number one WEF guy? We didn't get our invite. It's such fucking bullshit. That is such fucking bullshit. I could have been partying with Klaus Schwab and Jacinda Ahern or whatever I think the what's New right. Zealand woman's name is. <laughs> I think what's really... Uh, I think if there is anything depressing is that everything you're saying is true. It's just it's been happening since the 90s and it's continuing to happen and they succeeded and they won. Bilderberg. Like, like I don't think that anything new is happening. Like, okay, yeah, they're put, trying to put us into smaller houses, have less money, making us work and be slaves for the rest of our lives. It, 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 it's pretty obvious that that's what's been happening. It's just like, what do you do about it? And I think that that has become... I, I think what's been interesting to me is is showing seeing what feels like the most labor organizing activity in history mm-hmm. um, and then it kind of not being covered at all by the mainstream media mm. like there is no coverage it feels like like yeah, i mean the coverage is going down really dramatically um it, it especially from the mainstream outlets because i think anything that runs counter to the narrative that like joe biden is the most un- union friendly mm. president in the history of the world or whatever is is just not palatable to them and like the republicans don't want to talk about it because they don't even want unions to be talked about at all unless there's a big enough issue where they can just say like look at these greedy train engineers and it's like i don't know man i don't know who who you're convincing with that that isn't already convinced but it's interesting because you know i think 
the reorienting on workplace struggles as something that is like material and can provide immediate and long-term gains compared to being involved in like bourgeois electoralism is something that's just like they go hand in hand. It's like mm-hmm. as people be, start to think like, okay, maybe the DSA isn't really fucking doing anything for me, but it seems like if my shop unionizes with the IBEW, we might actually get fucking raises and in dental insurance. It's like that can really galvanize you and put you in a different state of mind about like what is a good plan to improve your quality of life. Because when we say like revolution, not reform, let's be clear, we mean not bourgeois reform. If the workers themselves can all get together and make something as cool as the weekend happen again, yeah. that's the kind of reform I unilaterally fucking support. Yeah, I, fu- I fucking love that song where he's like, oh, I'm doing cocaine yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> the weekend. One of the best thing the workers ever produced. <laughs> I, my, my favorite is uh, Pop Sensation 40-Hour Work Week. <laughs> they're really good. They used to be a festival band, but now they're, they, they've made it. They've crossed over. All, yeah. another, another great musician uh, with pro-labor tendencies, Men at Work. Right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's working for the weekend. My favorite of those is uh, no child labor. Mm. <laughs> yeah. They they had some they had some rippers. They had some hits. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> of doing the work, oh, the United yeah. States government has finally fixed the problems at Fort Bragg. That's right. The oh. Pentagon has uh, put together a commission in the wake of the police killing of George Floyd. To change the names of U.S. government <laughs> facilities named after Confederate generals. Oh, so good. I'm, I, I'm assuming this will also fix the rampant drug trafficking, uh, child slave trafficking, murders, dismemberments, mm-hmm. uh, vehicular manslaughter going on at Fort Bragg. No, John, you have any the thoughts? Name, I think mostly just the name, probably. Yeah. Look, as a liberal American, I understand <laughs> one thing extremely clearly. This is the most important thing, which is that professed beliefs equal results, and <laughs> that's really key because when you rename Fort Bragg, so convenient. Bragg, who was a terrible Confederate general, and now you're calling it Fort Liberty, I got to tell you, uh, I don't know how you could possibly deal a drug. <laughs> on the Fort Liberty campus. That just seems impossible to me. It's, it's I don't not think free a, at all. I don't think there's a human with a cold enough heart in all the nation to do it. Uh, no, I don't think it's going to have any fucking effect at all. <laughs> um, this Fort Bragg shit is absolutely wild, though. The fact that um, CID and uh, military police have actually gotten involved really lets you know that like the situation is way out of hand. So we're going to treat this like a limited Something's reading series. fucked up. I'm just going to, yeah, somebody fucked up real bad. I'm just going to read you a few excerpts from this before we get going. So, so, so bef- I'm, I'm very sure. excited for this reading series. Yeah. I just want to basically like uh, hammer home the point that um, I, I, I saw a post recently that was uh, somebody, I think, screenshotted a post by somebody who, it, who was a member of the Special Forces and uh, I believe was also stationed at Fort Bragg. And they were complaining that there's no <laughs> war. So there's mm-hmm. nothing for them to do. Yeah, that's in this article. <laughs> and 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 like this kind of highlights this idea that these Me. like tier one operators who've been trained into like mindless they're they're human pit bulls, they're mindless killing machines. <laughs> and uh, and they have no war to go to. So they just end up killing people, doing hard drugs and sex trafficking children. 
Yeah. War now. I want war now. <laughs> Give me a Give me war. war. <laughs> we have war at home. <laughs> yeah. No, war, war now. War at home huh? is just psyops. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the war at home. Right. So um, Fort Bragg soldiers, special forces soldiers are, quote unquote, exper- panic and fear is, quote unquote, spreading throughout the special operations oh community God. at Fort Bragg and Fayetteville, down. North Carolina, as CID and FBI agents investigated members of 3rd Special Forces Group and Delta Force who allegedly were involved in drug and, in one instance, human trafficking, according to nearly a dozen current and former military sources. So it culminated in a 100% recall and accountability formation for 1st Battalion. So there were a, a bunch of people who got recalled who are under investigation, but 1st Battalion, 3rd Special Forces Group, had a 100% recall and accountability formation. So they, they, okay. they are all under investigation. Everyone fucked up somehow? <laughs> Exactly. So uh, when the FBI became involved investigating the deaths of Timothy Dumas and Delta Force operator Billy Levine in 2020, when both were found shot to death at a training site on Bragg. So that's one of the cases that we talked about leading up to this. Mm -hmm. uh, And I believe it's one of the, the centerpieces in Seth Harp's The Fort Bragg Murders article in Rolling Stone. So here we go. Last week's arrests began with investigators receiving more evidence after an undercover law enforcement officer posing as an underage girl helped arrest a member of 1st Battalion 3rd Special Forces back in December. The individual was known to moonlight as a bouncer at a bar in Southern Pines, frequented by the Special Forces community, a military source close to the situation explained to Connecting Vets this this publication a mili- uh, the green beret is alleged to have been pimping underage girls to the special to the special forces community at drug fueled parties in the southern pines and this is where that <laughs> quote comes into play so a special forces soldier is quoted as saying this is what happens when there is no war no direction and an 18 month red cycle with no mission so dudes are fucking around with young kids and the craziest drugs all these lives ruined because people are just bored that's going that to be all? like the craziest help wanted job listing ever like <laughs> we need somebody to be an undercover cop who also looks like an underage girl and it's like the only people no. with resumes for that were like the w- were previously employed by chris hansen on dateline yeah <laughs> yeah very gross maybe dasha from red scare could pull it off <laughs> <laughs> no you don't think she looked 12 no uh so, that's um, really weird i maybe i mean maybe p- posing as an underage girl on the internet right like mm-hmm. just posting mm-hmm. yeah, no, no. like like the aim thing i could do that i could get that job if yeah, anybody six figures, I'll fucking, <laughs> i'm great at posting yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so todd you got a new remote job and you make six figures yeah uh i just have to pretend to be an underage girl with like 10 different soldiers at once yeah i'm yeah. catfishing pedophiles for the <laughs> troops honestly praxis yeah <laughs> just catfishing special forces soldiers it ain't much, but it pays the bill. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's so, um, got to do it. So it says, with the information of additional suspects in hand, CID and military police set up shop at one of the main bottlenecks to entering or exiting Fort Bragg, the Long Street Gate. And then we have a quote from a Special Forces member who witnessed the scene late last week. He said, quote, it was a trail of tears and douchebag cars, which is as offensive. And also, like, the douchebag cars theme seems spot on you do you know how many fucking dodge <laughs> chargers got pulled over on was, their way it, out of bragg that it, day Range I, 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 imagine they were like 40 
uh, ivory white F two fifties with like lifted like twelve inches, but the tires that were on the their wheels were like so thin that they wouldn't be able to traverse like forty feet of grass. Lawn. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also love the special forces soldiers that they're interviewing for these quotes, who are clearly like you know, either disingenuously or, you know, genuinely trying to like express that they are not a part of this. They're like, I don't know what the fuck was going on, man. I'm normal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to train for good reasons. For killing people. Like I'm I so have... normal. They wanted to take me out of special forces, put me in normal forces. Yeah. <laughs> normal. I'm the only guy on base in a Honda Civic and I couldn't be prouder. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I drive yeah. a Miata. <laughs> So uh, it says one of those stopped at the gate was a member of the army's elite counterterrorism unit called Delta Force, who had recently been picked up by the unit after serving in 1st Battalion, 3rd Special Forces Group. A physician's assistant assigned to 3rd Special Forces Group was also questioned, according to the sources. This dragnet led to the questioning of 15 service members in total regarding drug-related allegations spread across various special operations commands on Fort Bragg. The drugs allegedly distributed are... Cocaine, ecstasy, fentanyl, fentanyl lollipops, and the, I don't know why this is in quotes, but they put date rape drug in quotes, rohypnol, (laughs) often known as roofies. Fentanyl lollipops? What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Because also, like, fentanyl's not like a fun time party drug. Yes, it is. The reports that you hear (laughs) of what fentanyl makes you feel is it's like a very empty kind of high mm-hmm. like it doesn't even mm-hmm. have like the elation of heroin according to mm. you know i would, really? I would, I would much rather do heroin you got you, you need that uh euphoria feeling yeah mm-hmm. you do well i mean you gotta if get they had their, yeah. if they had their hands on ecstasy just and cocaine just do that but maybe, anyway maybe it's a good mixer yeah mm. <laughs> look That'll this is why i could heroin. this is why i could never be in special forces <laughs> i like to keep my uppers up you know what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> this is why <laughs> yeah maybe a couple of beers here and there but i could never hang with these boys so uh, <laughs> it says uh um we have a quote from usa soc public affairs officer lieutenant colonel mike burns that is a lot of qualifying information to yeah. get to the name like Mike Burns. <laughs> <laughs> so he said the U.S. Army Special Operations Command is aware of the allegations of drug involvement from soldiers assigned to USA SOC units on Fort Bragg. And then there was one last thing that I wanted to to before we move on. When the the last quote that we have, uh, I believe this is from the same guy. He says, the overwhelming majority of Army Special Operations soldiers live the SOF values every day. The use of illegal drugs or any other illegal activity goes directly against these values and does not reflect the behavior we demand from every soldier in our formation. USA SOC maintains a strict policy against the use of any illegal drugs. Illegal drug use is not acceptable, nor is it tolerated. We are taking measures at every level to ensure the health and welfare of our soldiers and to reduce these harmful behaviors in our formation to which i only have to say sounds like something someone running a drug ring would say <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, it's a, yeah it's so funny insane to be like, lie we have yeah, a like, strict <laughs> policy of people not doing illegal drugs it's like i don't think you need one it's called the law it's like i am <laughs> shocked shocked that there's gambling in these premises like, like can you imagine if you walked into a restaurant and your hostess was like just so you know we have a strict policy of people not doing illegal drugs and it's like 
There's already a law against illegal drugs. You don't need a policy here. <laughs> My brothers yeah, was, in Christ, you did MK Ultra and MK Naomi. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah. I was just gonna say uh, we have a strict policy unless we're giving it to them to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing is, it's like you know that these guys are encouraged to take drugs. Like the U.S. Army has no qualms about making sure that you have stimulants with mm-hmm. you in like mm-hmm. combat situations if you need to be awake longer or if you need a couple of hours of intense focus during a firefight or something. Yeah, I've and played it's like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, well, that stuff comes. <laughs> that stuff doesn't come from nowhere. I know. And then it's like when you get used to the idea that you can just augment yourself by like taking a little bit of meth here and there. It's not a big stretch to like start taking fentanyl lollipops <laughs> or whatever the <laughs> well, one of the, are. One of the things that fentanyl is one of the things happening now is is a lot of the meth, uh, you know, getting trafficked in the United States has fentanyl in it. Meth does really, yeah, yeah specifically so to Why? to make the meth more addictive. Mm, okay, because uh, in recent years, like the Breaking Bad meth came true, and now yeah. the lar the they they cracked down on Sudafed meth, and P two P meth is the most common meth in mm. drug circles, and a lot of that, and and uh, it, it's and like it's blue. They put fentanyl in it to make people want it more, so they can sell more. And also to make it way, it's way more dangerous when you do that. The contraindications between opiates and amphetamines are like nothing to be taken lightly. Like you could get heart palpitations from even a very Mm -hmm. small dose of that mixture. Like you could die. (laughs) Don't fuck with that shit ever. (laughs) Right. But that's what they want. They want a permanent, they want a permanent customer base Mm -hmm. of people who will pay money for something, even when they are poor. And then they don't have to take care of you because you're already a criminal and then you just die. You mm-hmm. either die in jail or you die from taking from buying the product. Yeah, the deaths well, are helpful because it lets them like whatever policy they want to enact. They're like, people are dying because of this. So we have yeah. to stop it. The deaths are the deaths are helpful because they don't really want you to exist. That too. Like yeah. <laughs> there's multiple angles. If you can't be good. working, you need to be a consumer. Mm-hmm. And if you are not consuming, you need to be dead. And drugs, the drug genocide that the that the clandestine state committed and is committing on this country is purely mm-hmm. to line the pockets of those specific people. Yeah. Well, it's to line the pockets and it's also uh like the way I think about it is the despite all of the money going into um initiatives to help homeless people and help uh people with drug problems and mental health issues that are on the street like that money that money ends up going to line pockets right so this drug mm-hmm. trafficking yeah. that's going on at Fort Bragg as like a you know if we're zoomed in on Fort if we zoom out from that from Fort Bragg and look at like the drug and uh housing crisis as a whole like it is really beneficial to the ruling class that say you have a couple of fucking really uh shitty weeks you have some like you know uh you have an injury you get you get on like a backslide into drug addiction or you lose your home because you had some unexpected medical expenses the uh the drug trafficking ensures that you can never climb back up that ladder that like a certain percentage and a growing percentage because those numbers are going up. A growing percentage of people just keep sliding down and down and down and out of society and are eventually, you know, de facto euthanized by the drugs that the U.S. government is trafficking. 
And, and it's there's also like a, a certain level of like political, ideological, and class. You know, the class warfare element, I guess, is obvious. But like the political and ideological warfare is built in there as well, because it's like if you're deeply unsatisfied with the state of the entire society in which you live, you're probably going to have a higher predisposition to getting addicted to things. Mm. <laughs> like you know, I I know that addiction can come from a lot of different places, but I feel like uh you know making these kinds of extremely dangerous, making sure that the drugs that are available are dangerous, is a way mm-hmm. that they kind of are like yeah by the numbers that's going to end up killing a bunch of dissidents and people who would otherwise you know maybe speak up and say something about this fucked up society we live yeah in. it worked. Well, I mean, maybe they, started... they can uh, maybe they can fact check uh, us for saying that the U- United States government traffics drugs into the country. Yeah, nothing I like better than a fact check. <laughs> uh, it's pretty much proven. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's important that we come down and fact check the critical issues, and that's why I got to give it up. I got to give it up for USA Today <laughs> for for stopping the spread of misinformation, let every, letting everybody know. Fact check Pope's death confirmed with traditional means. Not hammer. <laughs> Let it be, before we elaborate, keep in mind oh, yeah. that every time a major media outlet fact checks something, they're lying. You can always assume the opposite is true. <laughs> every single time they wailed on Benedict, they were hammering my man's head. They were playing Donkey Kong Conga, Donkey yeah. Kong Jungle Beat on his damn head. <laughs> they got out a fucking, they got out an English muffin and some Canadian bacon and made eggs Benny with that boy. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that his name? Pope Benedict? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. what is this? The Pope's Pope Hammer? Pope Eggs Benedict. <laughs> and he's scrambled now. He's poached. Um, yeah, so so people were posting the, the, the Pope Hammer, and they were like, they check if the Pope's dead with this thing. And everyone was like, no fucking way. And they were like, yes, fucking way. And I it's love that this true. fact check is like, okay, the Pope Hammer's real, but they didn't use it. But <laughs> they have one? What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait, wait. Okay, so the Facebook post that's going around is a is a screenshot of a tweet. Always mm-hmm. good. Um, I, you know, usually screenshots of tweets on Facebook are actually more accurate than anything USA Today fact checks. <laughs> yeah, that's well, true. My favorite new factoid is that they hit dead popes on the head three times with a special dead pope hammer just to ensure they are in fact dead. With a screenshot including an image of an ornate hammer with a white handle. <laughs> yes, and and so the fact checking that they're saying is that there are there's no official documentation that says that the Catholic Church does this. The hammer in question specifically was used in a ceremonial opening of a holy door, which one, <laughs> why do you need a hammer for a door? What? And two, they follow it up by saying hammer rumor dates back to at least the 19th century. So this is a 200 year old rumor <laughs> getting spread on Twitter to which I have to say it's fucking true. I believe it. Yeah, it's I, a good I, rumor. Yes. <laughs> Why would they want you to not believe this? Right. You have I mean, to look at who controls absolutely. the fact checks. Look, I remember the state psyops. <laughs> and I remember the, the last time a pope died when uh, John Paul II died hearing this from my like liberal family. So it's like all over, you know, liberal news. It's like everywhere. Everyone hears it. They that they killed him with a hammer. No, they the check. Loch Ness monster they, and the Pope popped. hammer. This was one of and, the theses <laughs> that Martin Luther nailed to the church door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, he was like, we got to stop hitting these guys with hammers. Some of them <laughs> are dead. Leave them alone. He drove. He drove the nail with the hammer, and he was like. <laughs> 
Do you see? <laughs> Can you see reason? Can you see what a hammer is for? <laughs> uh, it uh, is also very funny. Like it's sort of a little bit of irony that she this person the tweet calls it their new favorite factoid because factoid originally was supposed to mean a thing that see that sounds true but actually isn't, mm-hmm. and then kind mm. of. Uh, <laughs> Luckily, maybe, no one can see the heinous gesture that Bryn is making at me right now. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's them uh, kind of winking at us, and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, I would have called it a, fu- a fun fact, but I'm calling it a factoid. Yeah, a, fa- <laughs> a factoid is like you know how there are bits in a bite, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. got like Buzzfeed. A factoid, eight factoids make up one Buzzfeed. No, a factoid mm. is when you are a uh, a theory cell who wants to know about knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> The people who read in libraries, those are factoids. <laughs> <laughs> They're coping and see. <laughs> factoids blown out by intuition, Chad. <laughs> yeah, that's what that, it is. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what that means. <laughs> yeah, what are you? You're a, you're a research-moded library cell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. will ever fact-check us. In fact... <laughs> I fact check all existing fact checks and I declare them wrong. It's illegal and to do fake so. And yeah. psyops. I declare no fact checks. I think it's. I think we it's, conducted an internal investigation and discovered that we were right. The yeah. whole time. <laughs> we cleared ourselves of any wrongdoing, which means all true. of our doings we are right. That from the CIA. We're going to conduct an external investigation next, and you better buckle the fuck up. I mean, even yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I think. Um, I think that they killed him with a hammer because I, because <laughs> it's too stupid. Like it's like, why would they check by killing him? It was just mm-hmm. it was his time to go. Yeah, like yeah. He, it was like the giver or whatever, and they, he's, they're just like he's eighty five. Hammer time. <laughs> now this is remember this is the same organization that has been running a global child pedophilia cabal for the past couple hundred years i mm-hmm. guess wasn't that so, why this pope quit because he like felt like he didn't do enough to stop it or he covered it up or something that doesn't sound right tell me more oh i don't know i just thought that was why he stepped down i, th- I think you're right i think this was the this is not the current pope this is the previous pope mm-hmm. and they yeah, don't yeah. usually resign they usually die in office it, which it was, hence the hammer yeah they hadn't yeah. one hadn't resigned since like 1300 or something mm-hmm. like really crazy it'd been a really long time oh so yeah. they killed him well maybe with a hammer. He was pretty old. I think it was, wasn't he, he looked pretty, he looked pretty dead already. I mean, he, when he became Pope, he looked like Palpatine. No, I, yeah, was yeah, a while I ago. thought that was uh, the other guy. The current guy? No. They all the, look pretty bad. There was yeah, one who look looked really bad. like Palpatine. But yeah, when, the, when, the, one, when, the uh, one who just died. When um, Eggs Benny, Benedict. yeah, when Eggs Benny resigned, he said, uh, "Quote: I have come to the certainty that my strengths, due to an advanced age, are no longer suited to an adequate exercise." So it sounds to me like he didn't think he could prop up the sex ring. Mm, yeah, maybe he was that's like, it. he was like, Atlas oh. is getting tired, you guys. Yeah, that's why the information came blood. out. Yeah, that's why that's why it was all made public because he couldn't keep it under wraps because oh, he was I, too old. And they I, were like, and they yeah, were like, if yeah, he's not, sense. if he doesn't feel up to the job, maybe he doesn't feel up to Omerta anymore, neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that I thought this was the Bope who looks like Dave Thomas. Oh no, he's still kicking. He does look like <laughs> Dave the, Thomas. That's yeah, the, that's the current pope, right? As yeah, opposed yeah. to the current or the last pope that looked like Dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Dave Grohl riding around Dave a Gro- pope mobile wearing that funny hat? Yeah, Pope Grohl. Yeah. I think I think we rule. I would like yeah. Yeah, it'll be the young pope made real. We'll have a real a real young pope. 
<laughs> yeah, he'd always be singing on to the next one. A real young pope. The <laughs> the real popes of Rome. <laughs> they, they made they made the young pope real. Yeah, and they did surgery on a grape. Don't forget. <laughs> they right. they, the original surgery on a grape was they put a hat on a pope. Like, <laughs> the entire city the of Rome losing young? their minds. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right uh, well. I think that uh, this was a mistranslation throughout history that instead of they hit the pope with the hammer, the pope gets hammered. I think That's that right. was what was with uh, the, that old like monk beer from like the 1300s. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, pr- the hammer, it's not a hammer. It's a primitive, uh, a anal probe. Mm. It's a yeah. flared base so that they don't lose it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Well, <laughs> maybe we ought to get out of here on that. <laughs> Thanks Thank for 200 so episodes, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. that was 200. Holy shit. Yeah, we're on 200. Get ready <laughs> so for 200 we, more. I think it's closer to like f- 400 or... F- With right, bonuses, bonuses, it's probably bonuses. like yeah, 375 yeah. or something yeah, like yeah. that. Wild. Just let it die. Nice. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want more of what we do, you can check out my other show, Work Stoppage, Bryn's other show, Generation Lost. You can buy stuff in Todd's shop, Doomer.shop. I got a new design coming out really soon. It's Ooh. Rick and Morty Good. in a pickup truck destroying a Tesla. On and a rolling says, tray. It says Tesla Killers. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and like funny. the pen and pixel font. <laughs> oh, I like that. That sounds cool. It's going to go really hard. <laughs> I commissioned an artist. I, I paid him up front and he's doing an awesome job. Amazing. Oh, sick. Nice. So Fuck yeah. pay your artists, folks. That's right. Well, as always, we love you. Stay high. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.